Hello, everybody. Wanted to welcome you to the Always Learning Podcast. We have a very special guest today. It was a very fun conversation. A lot of value dropped right there. Um, her name is Jessie Metzler, but we know her as All Social Jessie. She is an absolute rock star. She's a one-of-a-kind social media strategist whose special skills lie in helping business owners be right on top of things with their social media presence. Uh, also, she trains. She does actually direct management of all the social platforms. Uh, maybe not all, but most, you know. So um, she uh, she dove in head first into the disruptive world of social media marketing in 2012, uh, where she took over the reins of a marketing and public relations firm's efforts with their book of clients. So awesome opportunity there where she crushed it. So she discovered at that point the true power of social media and why businesses must stand out on digital platforms where the world now shares, shops, sells, wastes time, watches The Office for 100 times, uh, the 100th time on Netflix while being on their phone, spending time on social media, right? So um, today she manages a very diverse book of clients ranging from technology, health, green products, uh, honestly, you name it. So um, we do drop her contact information in a, um, in the links on the um, uh, on the actual podcast page, but you can definitely contact her at jesse at allsocialjesse.com uh, if you are looking to uh, reach out to her and for her amazing services. So uh, give it a listen. It's awesome. Um, it was so much fun to do and very, we're very appreciative that she came with us. So have a great day and enjoy the listen, guys. And we're live. So hello, everybody. My name is Aaron Bedore. Welcome to the Always Learning Podcast. Uh, today, I've got a very special, 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 special guest, Jesse from All Social Jesse, right? Hello. I, <laughs> yes. Uh, I always say always social Jesse, and I have to correct myself every time <laughs> because she's always social. No, she's all social. Um, thank you for joining. Really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, it's funny is I think a lot of people just know me as all social Jesse. So that's how yeah. they like greet me. They're like, hi, all social Jesse. So right. <laughs> well, we, yeah, totally. Well, Hey, we call that good branding and there's lessons to be learned in that too, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think today, um, you know, I, I love taking the podcast a bunch of different places and we'll kind of see, you know, where it goes. I, I don't have like a hard and fast script. I definitely got some questions, but considering your area of expertise, um, I think that you got a lot of value to drop. And um, so we'll just kind of get into some of your story a little bit and I'll ask you some questions about, you know, social media and kind of where you think things are going and maybe some tips and then, um, and then we'll let you go. So sound good. Sounds great. Sweet. All right, cool. Well then, um, let's just jump right in. So tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of, you know, background, education, experience, the field, how you, how you got here, how you built the all social brand. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So I have a background in PR public relations. Mm -hmm. I did some work for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, helping out their nonprofit foundation. And that really got, gave me a taste for helping others. And so when I wanted to, you know, kind of break out on my own and do something in service of others, I, I always swore to myself that I would never do social media marketing. True story. <laughs> there was like a, a position open at the wings for social media marketing. And I, and I said, I vow I'll never do social media marketing because right. I wanted to help people. Yep. And so it just so happens that I ended up landing um, a job or a relationship with two local entrepreneurs that said, Hey, we'll teach you how to run your own business in exchange. We want you to figure out social media because mm -hmm. this was 2012 businesses were just getting interested in, yep. in Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And I was like, all right. So in just this circumstance, I'll learn social media marketing. I'll learn yep. the, what this whole thing is about. This and one time, <laughs> this one time, yep. I will, you know, and very quickly I found out just through my experiences that social media can impact. Now I know we hear a lot of, you know, negative things on social media, but sure. there's that flip side where, social media can really impact people's lives for the better. Um, you know, businesses can be built, messages can be disseminated, you know, political movements can be made. And I, and just when I kind of went into it, I realized how powerful of a medium it was. And I sure. realized that me helping people, first of all, working with my clients, every business owner to me is like, they, they had a dream. They want to make their dream come true. I get to help them do that. 
-hmm. And then when these businesses offer great products, great services, I get to help everybody that comes across the content and becomes a customer. Totally. If it directly into my value system, I realized how powerful it was and I, and I couldn't get enough of it. So that's how I started my business. Yeah. I love it. No, I, I love talking with people with, cause, um, I definitely believe that entrepreneurs tend to kind of like attract to each other cause they get it. Um, but also in a lot of ways, like you said, if you are rooted in helping people, um, there's a million ways to do that. And I was listening to a podcast recently, um, which is super interesting on the timing is they were talking about how entrepreneurship, um, arguably is the best way to give back. And here's the rationale yes, It's exactly yes. what you articulated, but the example that they used was Bill Gates, right? So he made, he's made billions, billions, billions of dollars. Right. Um, and he's given a ton of what he's made to charity, but the uh, parallel that they were drawing was 100% the fact that not only has he given away just tons of money to charity, but he is also literally with his software and products and things like that. Um, not only hundreds of probably hundreds of thousands of jobs just within Microsoft, Mm -hmm. but even more with, you know, technology expanding to businesses like ours, businesses all over the place where they've created the ability to have a job there. So like probably millions of jobs at this point. Um, so like, just think about that wide ranging impact. And then each one of those entrepreneurs can then go make more money to give back. So like, the, the impact is so much further reaching when you're an entrepreneur, instead of you're really super focused in, I'm not denigrating, of course, you know, uh, charity efforts or anything. I'm just saying it's this kind of stuff is a very noble, noble cause. And it's just super exciting to kind of hear that, you know, it definitely is. And it, you know, working with business owners, I also think has just been one of the greatest benefits of my career choice, because I learned from them, mm-hmm. right. And because everybody has different strengths, every product, there's a reason why they have their products, there's a reason why they have their service. So I feel like I've, I've been really blessed with the fact that I get to surround myself with everybody on this path sure. and just based on my experiences with them and then running this business for the last few years, I, I feel like instead of being an employee of a marketing agency, I can really understand where a business owner comes from because sure. I've had business issues. I've had business successes. So now it's, I feel like when I work with someone, I'm really working to bring them up. And I really understand where they're at. Totally. Is there someone that you've worked with, whether now or in the past, that um, that you kind of got some maybe like really, really good advice or maybe off the wall advice you never expected that you were like, wow, that really helped um, and just didn't see it coming? Do you have something in mind when you kind of said that? You know, so this past week I met with one of my clients and he he just emphasized that one of the greatest things about working with me, and obviously there's tons of other different people that also do this, mm-hmm. is that he feels there's a connection, there's care, and that there's a relationship. And I repeatedly always find in any type of business, when you really build, you take the time to build a relationship with your clients, you take the time to care about other people. And sure. it's not just about giving a service and, and getting paid for it. It's about looking at someone, seeing someone and seeing where their passions are. So I, you know, the piece of advice or the piece of, you know, feedback that I got that just really, um, you know, helped me reinvigorate my passion this past week was that, you know, relationships matter. Sure. And, and what's the, the dichotomy of what we do um, is really interesting because social media can enhance or hurt that. And here's my point is, and I'm curious what you think on this, is I think social media has allowed us to stay in touch with people that we might not have otherwise. And, and so, so, for instance, um, Correct. Yeah. you know, one of my best friends lives in Dallas and we keep up, you know, uh, in each other's lives a lot so that just because guys tend to be a lot worse, but just kind of catching up on the phone. Yes. Than, yeah. <laughs> most, you know, um, whereas, you know, um, like I know my dad in a lot of instances, he, he doesn't leverage social media and there's guys that he used to be best friends with that he hasn't seen in 20 years. Right. So that's a positive. The negative, I feel like, um, and like I said, I want your thoughts on this, is there's a lot of times where people will try and short change or, sh- or shortcut aspects of, the, of a relationship and actually building a relationship and serving others because they have this false sense of relationship through social media. What do you think about that? You know, it's to me, social media is a tool and it's how you use it. So mm-hmm. there's that aspect of social media where they see, you know, through research that introverts 
people who don't normally go out and connect with people, they're connecting with people more on social media because that's a medium they feel comfortable. So in totally. a way, it's helping them build more relationships that are meaningful in their comfort zone. But on the other hand, you know, there's this all this big concern of are the youth, the teens who they they would rather send a, a direct message through Instagram than make a phone call. So sure. I think that it's really important that despite the ease of communication that social media provides, that we do make an effort to keep mm-hmm. physically close in communication and in connection with people we love. Now, it, it can be used for positive. It can detract from your life. It's really just about what you make of it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And that, and that's anything too. I like that you said it's a tool. Like there's, you know, think of actual, you know, like physical tools and they can be used for, for good or for bad. And you have to use it, you know, basically as directed, right? Yes. <laughs> that's, yes. that's anything. Um, so you started in 2012, actually it, it's funny. So I kind of started down this path in 2009 and I probably didn't really hit the social aspect of digital marketing until right around when you did. So we kind of yep. came up together in a way. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, when you first started in 2012, do you feel like, like it was an overnight success or was it like you just had like a quick early out of the gate, um, success story or, or was it a little more gradual than that? You know, I had, I did have an out of the gate success story, but it's interesting. The nature of how we use social media in 2012 is way vastly different than the nature and how we're using it now. Yeah, It's like the way we communicate is different, the way that the platforms are set up, the way that information is delivered. So it's, you know, back then success honestly was a lot easier for businesses because there wasn't all these restrictions on reach, you know, like you have on in Facebook and some degree of the other platforms. And, you know, when you posted something, uh, we had very, we had much smaller networks, right? Remember like the days when we we're like, I can't wait to go on Facebook today and find more friends to add. Totally. And, and now we're just like, we're deleting people <laughs> off of our list. Yep. And it, it's, it's too, we're, there's more content that's being posted than we can possibly consume. So, um, you know, I started with a page, one of the, one of the pages I worked with was called project forgive. And we had a few thousand and we grew the page very significantly in a short amount of time. I believe the page still has uh, like over 1 million and it was really just based on sharing quality content that connected with people. And so that was, that was kind of an immediate success, but it was a, it was a great, it was a great program. It was a great business, but right. really the social media has just changed so drastically in the last few years. And even in 2019, we're looking at a very crowded space. So it sure. makes it much harder for businesses to have those immediate successes now. Yep. In fact, I think if you're coming in to the game without putting any effort in your marketing or social media marketing right now, and you think that you can catch up to everybody that has been doing this for years in a period of 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, it's totally, it's way off. Yeah. It's got to be seen as this is a continual long-term investment into connecting with your audience and building a brand. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Um, in, in that's just one of those things where the early adopters have already gotten here Correct. and they've, and they've created a lot of uh, momentum in that area. We are past that phase now. So the, so there's positive and negatives to that. The positive is you can kind of look at some, you know, there's experts in our field now that can really tell you, you know, such as yourself, all right, this is specifically how you need to go approach it and do it. And you have to be in it for the long term. This isn't something where we're going to get you tons of followers in 30 days because those days are over, you know, Um, you know, but the nice thing is that there are patterns and there's things that you can kind of follow where, okay, there's a model for success, you know, Tony Robbins, classic model model success, right? So there are things you can kind of watch and be like, oh, these guys are doing it the right way building an audience the right way. And what you said earlier, which was, I wanted to come back to was that actually the methods in 2012 and now are actually the same. The delivery is a little bit different, but still, like you said, delivering valuable content and engaging content. That's still the name of the game. That's human social is human, you know? So it's just, it is funny how some of the same things are still popping their head up, you know? Yes. Value and, um, you know, the mindset of creating a business and a product or a service around enhancing people's lives, that's always going to be win- a winner. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, 
here, let me ask you this. Cause uh, this will be a fun little blast from the past. So like when you were first getting started, um, like what were your tools and resources back in the day? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question because <laughs> there wasn't a lot. It right. Was, um, a lot of it, which I loved this experience was experimenting. So mm-hmm. like some of the resources came from the things that I just tried out myself. Like how about I post something with a blue background versus an orange background and see what happens. And it's funny now, cause if you look at marketing research, blue images perform very well and it evokes trust. So yep. a lot of the you know best practices came from just me doing it directly, but I was also sure. very fortunate where it was in a time and a place where you should call someone up in the industry and say, what are you doing? What's yep. working? And it's funny because I think sometimes we get hesitant to reach out to people, reach out to these experts and just say, hey, can, can we grab a coffee? Can we, can we talk a little bit on the phone? I'll share mm-hmm. with you what I'm doing. Um, and you, it's a, you know, obviously a, a symbiotic relationship, a synergistic relationship. But I, totally. I was fortunate where I was, I was courageous enough to call people and say, what's working? What's, what are you doing that's working? Yep. Yep. And, and like you said, you were among a lot of early adopters too, which is, I believe, uh, tends to be a little bit of a certain personality type. So you guys are all in the, you know, we were all in the trenches together being like, wait, what's working for you over there? Okay. I'm going to try that over here. And like you said, just testing at the end of the day, that's 90% of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And studying and, you know, there's so many people that are doing social media exceptionally well, and it's so easy if you if you just take a few minutes and start looking and start following them and mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing, you can learn so much just by seeing the people that are successful. Totally. Absolutely. Um, what are some uh, some people that you kind of follow for like got kind of a best practices and things like that? I know I've got a list of people that I, I've got, you know, on all my social where I just kind of keep an eye on some of the things that they do. What's that list look like for you? Uh, you know, I'm going to name like the most popular one of all. Of course. Gary V. <laughs> Dang I, right. <laughs> I love him. Oh my gosh. He's just, he's awesome. And as, as soon as I think like, oh, I've, you know, what else can you possibly share that I don't know? And just <laughs> every week I'm surprised. But of course, I, I also love Mari Smith. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Amy Porterfield. There's, but you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm always just surprised and, well, pleasantly surprised at some of these business owners that have committed themselves to figuring out social media and they're very creative. And so it doesn't even need to be big name people that you learn from. It can just be someone who is and has an eye and a desire for design that can show you some great things too. 100%. I, um, I'm glad you said that too, because I I also love Amy Porterfield. She's great. Her podcast, if for those of you that in their entrepreneurship area, uh, follow it, it's amazing. Um, but I think that there are times where the the biggest hitters, the the big boys, Gary Vee is a little bit of an exception because he still does a lot of his own stuff. He does mm-hmm. still, still does a lot of his own content. But there are lots that are that are you know so successful that they're not down in the weeds anymore. So sometimes finding that mid level influencer or mid level person is better to follow because they still have a decent you know, finger on the pulse of the micro yes. rather than just the overall macro. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of macro advice, but I just find some of these mid-level people can give you really, really nice, like, hey, if you try this, this, or this, you know, with a specific tactic. Um, Emily Hirsch uh, is one that um, that we followed, and she was uh, sharing some ad strategies on how to, like, build up your podcast, which is ironic because that's what we're on, but, um, <laughs> but just kind of running ads, driving traffic, retargeting. And I was like, wow, that's so tactical. Most people don't give you that kind of tactical advice. So, yes, like you said, yeah. just kind of keep following following people that you need to. Um, so here, let's go back a little bit. Cause I want to kind of bring it up to, you know, 2019. So you started in 2012, got some early success. Um, and then where did it go uh, from there? Well, you know, it's funny. It's, I, I feel like my business is kind of just fell into my lap as much as before. I didn't like work very hard to start it. I did. I was asked to do a presentation at a local chamber. Now this is once again, this is back in 2012 or 13. And I was like, well, why not? Heck, I've got a lot of information I can share. Um, I, I did the presentation. I asked for questions. Uh, A woman in the front raised her hand and said, can I hire you? And I said, sure. And then by the end of, (laughs) before I left, I had eight clients. So that was like, 
that's when I knew that this was a business and it was mine and I needed to pursue it. And over the years, it kind of went from eight to 10 to 15 to 18 to 20 to 40 to 50 to 60 and, you know, back all the way around. And so I've worked with, like I said, it's been awesome because I've worked with so many different types of businesses and many different business owners. And the best part of what I do is people say, well, why don't you just work with doctors or, you know, Mm. find your niche. But I, I really love working with the variety. And I often find that I don't need to be an expert in one field to do the social media marketing, because yeah. as you mentioned earlier, there's just best practices that will work yep. for anyone. Yep. In where, and you and I have talked, uh, we've talked prior to the podcast. And one of the things that I really liked about your process is you like getting your hands dirty and really digging deep into the business, which is a skill uh, uh, in and of itself. Um, you know, just tooting your own horn, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying like, I, I'm just saying the reason why you're not concerned about really, you know, niching down is, uh, because you really, you know how to attack social, but it's just applying those kinds of plans and best practices to a specific business. And then you have to learn their story and learn how to do it and turn it into that. And that's, that's a huge value add. Right. So, um, I think it's very cool. Let me ask you this. So when, when that woman raised her hand and says, can I hire you? Um, and he walked out with eight clients, which is awesome, by the way, because I, I mean, yeah. for some for those for some of those chamber events, I don't know how big that one was, but that could be everybody. You might have closed the whole room, depending on yeah, how big I, it was. <laughs> well, I think there is over 50, but nice. I, was still, Good for you. I was still I was very happy with the eight that I Good. walked away with. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. Sometimes they're super well attended and sometimes a super small group. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, what were you doing for him? What, um, what they hire you to do so back in the day what was really popular was twitter so i would say yeah. i was doing twitter for almost every single one of them in facebook and what i would do is i would take you know a message a call to action a program a service and i would figure out how to match it with visual elements write some copy and post actually post it and execute it on their facebook on twitter on linkedin and then of course I would actually go out and interact with other users. It's yep. so funny. I think one of the things I've realized is that in social media, we think, okay, if we just post something, that's good enough. But what, right. I've, what I've been a really big proponent of from the start is that you need to go out and talk to people. And I'm not sure why we're so hesitant to do that, but mm-hmm. it's one of the best methods to actually get traction on social media. So I was going out, I was talking to people, I was posting content. All the while, you know, I was still, I was still sharpening my, my, my tools and my skill sets as I learned working with them as well. Yeah, for sure. So when you say talking to people, you mean like reaching out on social media, participating in conversation, Correct. doing interaction, stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's absolutely huge. I think, um, Gary V, uh, speaking of, he, he's been talking a lot about, um, you know, specifically some of our audience, a lot of our audience is realtors, um, you know, the, just becoming the mayor of your town and how you do that is you add value obviously, and you share your product and service, but it's really just participating in conversations and being uh, my favorite quote from him is, you know, social media is not a fad because it's human. And that's exactly what you're saying is go participate in conversations. Just talk to people. And you don't understand why people don't do that. I don't either. You know, just got to get out there. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, I've discovered in this past year, I've I've been put on a really fun, funny project. I'd say funny project is for a fitness tool and I have to manage their comments. Now for whatever reason, they get extreme reach. So they have maybe they have hundreds of comments a day. Um, a lot of them are negative, you know, because we know that there's some haters and there's sure. some trolls out there. And, you know, they weren't really, they, you know, for the last few years, they weren't addressing these comments. And so part of my role was every day to go in and address these comments. And just by doing this act, by really going in, talking to people, even the haters, you know, and I, of course, it was easy for me because I wasn't emotionally impacted by what they were saying. Right. I learned that just by even going in and talking to people, it increased their sales. We were making sales left and right. We turned haters into customers left and right. And so just this, once again, this grand experiment of making sure that every single comment is responded to was transformative for the business. And I realized how important it is. And so if business owners, you're listening to this, just if you walk away with anything, make sure that you're responding to the people that are talking to you. Don't totally. leave a single comment 
unattended to because even if it's just one word, you have an opportunity to start a conversation. Yep. That's, that's fantastic advice. And I'm going to take a quick sidestep and be like for tactical tactically for uh, the Facebook algorithm, the more you comment. So if you're commenting on everybody's stuff, you are at the very least doubling the amount of comments, doubling the amount of engagement and Facebook obviously likes exactly. when there's more engagement happening. So that's yes. step one. So if, if you, there's no other reason then do that because you get more visibility. The second aspect, like you said, is the human element of you are starting a conversation that can have an opportunity to become eventually a sale. And what's super interesting is I guarantee you've seen this just like I've seen this over the past 10 years that we've been in business. It's, it's insane how many times that your biggest hater um, becomes your biggest proponent because you I know, down, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, I know I have a couple like specific instances. I mean, do you, do you have one off the top of your head? Um, and you don't have to, I was more just curious. Like I, I have one where I was like, Oh, this is, this is what I'm going to share. <laughs> you, know, so. you, you know, I don't, I can't think of an exact circumstance, but there's, there were days that I was like cracking up. Cause I was like, there is no way there's no possible way that this person is going to turn into a customer. But, you know, once again, I think uh, another tip here too is the, I think the business owner was answering those comments prior to me and Mm -hmm. he was getting emotional. And that's one of those things that if you can't, you know, remain, you know, leave your emotions at the door while you're doing responses to negative comments then have someone else do it truly, because it's like, I would go in and just address the essence. Like if, they're making fun of some part or saying it this way or saying that way. I would just cleanly answer the best of my abilities, a sentiment that they were talking about. Sure. And that was the impactful. That was, that was kind of like the tactic and the strategy I used and it worked yeah. and I would crack up cause I would turn, I would log in the next day and they would be like, just purchased one. And I'd be like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that I would have never guessed in a million years yep. that that would have happened. Oh man, I was going through some sales training and, uh, and it, it, they were echoing the same thing is like the one that has the biggest wall up is actually the most ready. And they had a whole story behind it. Uh, I, I don't want to even want to tell cause I will butcher it, but I was laughing cause they actually said it in a way that makes sense. It's like, they have this huge guard up because they, the, the essence of it was, um, they don't want to feel like a fool if uh, because they have some objections, right? And as soon as you knock those objections down, boom, they're in, you know, exactly. so they, it's just, it comes off. So um, what would you say to someone? Cause I encounter this a lot. I'm curious what, what your response would be. Um, what would your, your advice be to someone that is, is having some issues wanting to put content out there because they're afraid of those negative comments? Um, you know, do you, do you encounter that a lot when you're starting to work with people that, you know, what? that is so funny because that is one of the biggest obstacles. I think when I start any training, people are always raising their hand, you know, what about the negative? What about the negative? Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. If you put yourself out there and you're getting the traction that it requires for you to go big on social media, guess what? It's part of the program. It's part of the deal. You're going to get the negative feedback. And if you're going to allow the fear of something negative to stop you from putting out a product or a service or yourself, then you're missing the biggest opportunity because of fear. And this is what I always say, who hasn't survived criticism? We've all survived it. We're here today. I've been criticized. You've been criticized. We're here today. So criticism doesn't actually stop us. It's our perception of it. So I say, don't welcome to the club. If you get the negative <laughs> feedback, you, I want to give you, I want to give you a round of applause. Say you made it. You're with everybody <laughs> else now that has put themselves out on social media. But yep. secondly, don't let it deter you from going out there and just put it in your mind that this is an expected thing, you know, 100%. build it, build it into that one day, something negative is going to come your way and it's not going to, it's not going to derail you. It's not going to stop you because the more, you generate, the more you put yourself out there, the large, the large majority of it will be positive, but yeah, yes. there's going to be negative. That's just part of the game. It's who we are on social media. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's just, um, that's just like shoring up your mind and understanding that it's part of the game. And that's a lot of it. And that was very well put, by the way, I literally want to like clip that out and transcribe it and then like slap it like <laughs> on someone's desk when they're getting ready to start exactly. things. Like you need to understand that this is part of the game, you know? Oh man. Um, so, uh, so 
I, I wanted to transition a little bit because I actually um, you dropped some amazing value already, but I actually have a couple of specific questions if you don't mind. And if you don't mind also kind of um, leaning it towards not only just business owners, but like I said, a lot of uh, the people that we work with are realtors. So what are um, what are some of the things where if you were sitting down with someone and it was all right, what, you, Mr. Realtor, you need to be focusing your eth- efforts on this thing. Um, to be to succeed not only in the short term but also in the long term if they are like just getting started or they're just started they understand that I needed to be doing something in social media what would you say like oh here's the first thing you need to do go the first thing is to evaluate your presence and how it looks currently Mm -hmm. right and one of the biggest things that I see missing is professional headshots now I know you know, not everyone can afford professional headshots, or maybe that's not on our, like our first list of to, to do while we're starting our venture. But here's the thing I've sat and I've sat with lots of people reviewing social media and platforms. And unfortunately in a superficial way, we judge immediately on image, right? So when someone has a picture that's grainy or it's cropped or they're holding a martini, unfortunately, we make (laughs) snap judgments on appearances. So one of the first things I love to do is say, go out and get yourself a nice set of pictures. Mm -hmm. It just almost gives you that immediate credibility and authority. It's, it kind of shows you in a professional light. Cause yep. here's the deal. It doesn't matter if it's your personal Facebook. It doesn't matter if you're, it's your personal Instagram. Every, people that are going to work with you are going to take it all in. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And I think that that's a classic first impressions matter. Uh, you want to let people into, uh, into the, the personal side of life. Cause that, that humanizes you, but the first impression has to be, this is a professional that knows what they're doing. Exactly. No doubt, right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So across every platform, do you have great pictures? Do you have all of the information filled out? I see this time and time again where you know, an email's not somewhere, a phone number is not somewhere, a website's not listed, mm-hmm. your information's not listed. Is so that's that's step number one is to make sure that if someone were was to come across your profile, that they're getting they're walking away with a feeling that you're a credible professional. Totally. What, uh, what are your favorite? Um, so, you know, we always tell people like Facebook, Instagram, hands down, um, are the top two platforms you need to be on. Do you have any other ones that you are kind of your favorites and go-tos right now? Um, cause, and I'm going to give the audience some context. You and I talked a little bit about, um, the other day, and it was a really cool conversation about, um, adopting brand new platforms and, um, your take on it and, uh, feel free to chime in, of course, um, was a little bit, you want to see it, see how it establishes first. Cause you've, you've jumped into new platforms, put a lot of time and effort into it and it kind of fizzles out a yes, little bit. Yeah. So, um, would you mind kind of uh, expanding on that and sharing a little more about that story? Cause I thought it was really cool to talk about. And, um, and then that really matters because if you're going to put time and effort, which we all have limited, you know, uh, amounts of, you're going to want to be doing it smartly, right? Yes, definitely. So one of the first things I think about is you need to really think about who you're trying to connect with Mm -hmm. and where are the majority of those people. So like, you know, we all hear of TikTok, we've sent some of those videos, but if the people that are buying your service or working with you um, or, you know, selling their home, if they're not on TikTok, then for you to kind of go in that direction and invest your time and energy, that's not a good place to start. Doesn't mean that you don't eventually expand into these, you know, um, lesser known or lesser used uh, platforms like Snapchat. It just means that I always make the first determination about where's the majority of people that you're trying to target already. Yep. And then, you know, obviously Facebook's giant, Instagram's giant, but they kind of have a really interesting split segment, right? So Facebook's like the 35 plus, Instagram's really... Um, even though I think people are getting older and getting more active on Instagram, it's, you know, 35 under. So it's like, who do you connect with? Where do you fit in and where do you feel most confident? And this is, this is kind of like taking, you know, logical strategy out the window. What I really (laughs) believe is that if you feel great and you feel confident on Instagram, and this is your wheelhouse, you know how to use it. You, you love sharing content on content on Instagram, then lean into Instagram. Because what I know and what I can see is that when you enjoy doing something, you do it better. Wow. I want to, I want to make sure we reiterate that because if you are having problems getting started, 
And I, I've had, I've had that same problem. I'm sure you encountered that, you know, at some point along the way Mm -hmm. is finding a platform that is a good mix of who is your target audience and who is hanging out on that platform. Make sure that you're not totally on one that's way off the rails, but like you said, one that you're comfortable on and that you are going to get sustained momentum on, you will stay consistent with And That is, that is so huge and great advice. Yes. I once talked to a bookkeeper and she's like, I know most of my target markets on Facebook, but I just love Instagram so much. And I feel Mm -hmm. so great when I'm posting on Instagram. I'm like, go after Instagram then because our passion, our joy, our enjoyment of doing this work will come off and what we choose to say, what we choose to share, where we put our energy into. So sometimes it's okay to kind of break the mold to go into your passion because our passion is a really big generator of success for ourselves. 100%. I love it. Um, let's see here. I had a, I had a couple more questions, uh, for you. So for, um, for like tools and things like that, that you guys are using today. Um, I know I shared a list of it and you had some, some of them that you were, uh, uh, you are using, and I'd love for you to share those if you're willing to. Um, I know for a lot of this, and I preach in some of the things that we talk about is you need to be posting natively to the platform Correct. as much as possibly, yes. as much as you possibly can, but there are tools out there to be able to help with a lot of that stuff. So what kinds of things are you using? You know, one of the tools that I actually love is, um, Grammarly, you know, uh-huh. we all struggle with, you know, writing well and maybe missing a comma. And I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of that. You should always everything that you put on social media should be in the best light. So I know it's kind of like not necessarily a direct social media platform, but it helps us become better writers and our writing is very important. So Grammarly, I love it. It checks your grammar. It makes sure it makes sure that everything that you're about to post is up to par. Um, One of the design elements that I really love using is Canva, Mm -hmm. C-A-N-V-A.com. And I like to call it, it's like the non graphic designer graphic design platform yeah you can build postcards and banners and um all sorts of fun stuff and i agree with you i'm not a big fan of third-party schedulers because i really do see the value of posting natively and directly to the platforms so i don't use many of them but my favorite one you know because there's always times that you should have a scheduler you know there's always going to be times and reasons and my favorite is buffer yeah yeah for sure um buffer we've used a lot canva i can't reiterate that enough that has been an absolute life changer for sure um and then for um for those that are using instagram um there's it's the I forget what it is, but it's it's like it's a later app. Like you could help you schedule yes, Instagram yes. stuff. Right. Is that is that the one I'm thinking of? Later yeah. And there's app, also right? yes, there's that. And there, I like to use Planoly because that's okay. pretty cool. You can actually design your feed also using Planoly and it also helps to publish to post. So that's I'm a big fan of Planoly as well. Nice. Um, some of the things that we've uh, gotten into a little bit too is um, is how to get involved uh, in the conversation. So way back earlier when you're talking about on Twitter, um, can you share a little bit like spe- some of the specifics on what you were doing? Um, so were you looking for particular kinds of people? Were you um, looking for uh, people with lots of followers? Were you looking for lots of engagement? Like walk me through kind of your process when you were trying to really start those conversations and grow that brand. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, right? You, you <laughs> go towards the people that you would love to have referral partnerships with partnerships, conversations with experts in the field. Twitter's great for connecting with press in public figures. And even if, even let's say you reply to one of their tweets, say you post on something that they post and you don't get a response back, that's fine. It usually takes, I don't know, there was, this is a probably an outdated uh, (laughs) metric, but it was like, you need to communicate with them at least 30 times to actually get someone's attention. Right. Like, okay, I keep seeing this name pop up. They're responding to all my tweets. They're responding to all my posts all of a sudden that influencer, even if they, the larger the following, the more you have to interact to get their attention. Right. Yep. But yep. you, but really the, the key is to not be set back if you don't get an immediate response, but just to always be providing valuable comments. Now kind of on this note right now on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's algorithm is favoring meaningful comments. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? So when you're on LinkedIn and you're on your feed Instead of saying simply, this looks like a great event, 
you can say, wow, this looks like a great event because it looks like the people that came out, the information was great. Or if someone's talking about a certain, you know, customer service principle, actually respond with a few sentences. And what we're finding, I think this is going to be, I think all the platforms are going to kind of go this way too, if they already haven't been, is that when you talk to people from a meaningful place, not a superficial, Mm -hmm. like not just saying great photo or cool information that you actually give a well thought out response, you're going to get attention and you're going to be favored in the algorithm. Absolutely. So just to go back on that. So it's not only a tactical favored in the algorithm. That's, that's a bonus number one, but also um, there's a concept that our mentors talk about um, and it's called the dream 100. And the concept there is like you said, add value, and it's it's called uh, digging your well before you're thirsty, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like you said, it might be 30 times, it might be 50 times that some of these big hitters have to see you before anything happens from it. Correct. But if you are consistently adding real value, uh, you are going to be the first one when it comes to uh, that comes to mind whenever that particular issue or something like that comes up. And that could be as simple as a, a podcast invite. It's just it's warming um, it's warming them up. Uh, you know, to, 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 when the opportunity does come by, they're ready and they recognize you and they know what you do. I, I just, I could not agree with that more. And that's so important. So anyone that's listening to this, I just think like you cannot go wrong by participating in the conversation and adding real value. Like I said, not a superficial comment, give that stuff away for, for free. Like no one is going to be able exactly. to rip your trade secrets, so to speak, because you have so much in your brain. Like everyone discounts that too. Like, I don't, I don't want to share like this one tip or trick one or something, especially in our business, tips or tricks change every freaking month. So really yes. It's, yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know? So just give that stuff up and you will, it will pay off. Um, great tip on LinkedIn, by the way, too. That's, um, that's a good little uh, news update. So do that for the next couple months, guys, before they change it on you, you know? I know, so. <laughs> I know. And, and here's the deal too. Everybody, I think there's a fear, like there's an oversat saturation in my market on social media because right there's especially real estate agents tons of them on social media tr designers oh my gosh overwhelmingly amount on instagram but what is not ever going to be oversaturated is giving that meaningful communication that is right now even with everybody on social media that's still a very small percentage of the users putting out meaningful responses meaningful comments so if you want to find a way to position yourself right now like go lean into this strategy because it's not oversaturated no matter what industry you're in is to give quality communication 100 that's uh never goes out of style right no yeah <laughs> Pla- platforms come and go um i speaking of gary vanderchuk i mean he was talking about twitter in its heyday 2012 2013 and he started to see drops in engagement and he moved everything over to Instagram. It's don't be romantic about what's working and what's not. You can do the same tactic, but yep. sometimes the platforms changes, you know? Correct. So, yep. um, awesome. So, Hey, uh, we're going to wind it down. You've been very gracious for giving us uh, all this time. So I love it. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna, I got two more questions and then kind of a wrap up. So, um, just like broadly speaking, what are some, what are some big challenges people are seeing in social media right now with your clients? And then what are some big opportunities coming down, uh, coming down the pike? Um, and just, it just being really de- definitive with that. The biggest challenges I see that every customer, every client of mine needs to create more of, and is always just needing to produce more of is content that falls in the category of social consensus or social proof. So what that means is content that shows clients, customers, p- people in your network enjoying your enjoying your services, enjoying mm. working with you. Because as much as we can talk and say great things about ourselves, what's more powerful is when someone else says it. And you know, it we're always always going to be f- focusing on other people's successes in order to reduce our risk of making a bad decision. So like yes. right now. If I were to buy a pair of shoes, I look at every single review. I look at the people. I need pictures of the shoes on people's feet. (laughs) I want to know everything. It's like, yeah, okay, we know that your shoes are great, but what are your customers saying? So make it easy on the people that are coming to your your platforms and show them what your customers are saying. You got to be creative, but this is a challenge, right? Because it's – 
it requires a little bit more additional effort to get those testimonials, those video testimonials to take those pictures, but that's, what's going to really move the ball forward in social media. And as far as I'm sorry, you're going to say something. Yeah. I was going to say, um, uh, two things with that is that actually goes into the concept of Google released back, uh, back when we first started was the zero moment of truth. And the whole point is that people, People now uh, consult so many different um, things, like it's up to seven, or maybe even more now. But back then they were talking, uh, they, they consulted seven different pieces of advice, whether it's testimonial, review, pictures, like you said, before they make a buying exactly. decision, right? So yes. it's our responsibility as business owners, and I'm speaking to everybody out there, it's our responsibility to make sure that when they go looking, that we have stuff there. Right. So that's just it's super important because exactly. that buying decision happens way before they ever might have a discussion with us. So I was going to ask you, though. So um, how do you recommend clients go get more um, really good testimonials? It's It's got to be done in the moment. You know, uh-huh. it's when you're with a customer, don't you. Know, it's so hard because I know I work with so many people who their intention is while they're in front of someone is to try to get a testimonial, try to get something. But the key is you do, you don't give up. You build that in as part of your process is dealing with your customers. You can provide incentives. I always love incentives to get this kind of stuff. You know, I, I, yep. we always want to assume that people are from the generosity of their heart are going to do something for us, but you know what? We're going to do something for a gift card. We might do something for a discount. So, you know, build incentives, but always remember that the most powerful point of contact is when you're in front of someone. Mm -hmm. So don't wait until after they leave to send up an email for a testimonial. Really get that commitment while you're with them. Yes, that uh, I was actually at a, um, a dental conference, a dental marketing conference. Um, uh, for those that have been listening, my, my dad is a dentist and I'm helping those guys out uh, a little bit. So I just went there as, a, as an extra pair of eyes and the speaker was amazing. He was not shy about, hey, um, here's what he incentivized. It. He said, here's my book. And to get this book, can you give me a quick uh, video testimonial about how you, how you, what you thought about the presentation today? Mm-hmm. He compiled, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there were a hundred people at the event. He got a hundred testimonials. Like don't, and this is like, it was that simple, right? It wasn't yes. anything crazy. And I'm not sure. I don't think anyone told him no, but even if he did, it was like one out of a hundred. So exactly. And especially like, you know, you know, you know how it goes when you have a good interaction with a potential co- or with a closed customer potentially or whatever. Um, you know, you know when it's appropriate to ask for a testimonial. Just trust your gut, but then don't hesitate exactly. to ask if you feel like it went well. That's one of my biggest things. So yeah, if it's going poorly, maybe skip that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best piece of advice we can give you guys. It's just that. <laughs> um, yeah, and so like, what are some big opportunities coming up? What, what's coming up over the next couple of years? Do you think? I think it's been the topic of influencers. It's it's been hot and I think it's going to continue to be hot, but the, the focus has been on, you know, these major influencers, right? These people with a hundred thousand followers, 50,000 followers. But now we're finding that the micro influencers for our businesses are very powerful tools. And what a micro micro influencer could be is like, let's say you're a real estate agent and you you're hosting an event you know, partnering up maybe with like a local radio DJ to help you promote it. And yes, they might, they might have 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 followers, you know, not those huge numbers, mm-hmm. but they're, they're just as impactful as these big guys at promoting your events. So yep. don't underestimate the power of a micro influencer because yep. they they've got that engaged following, even though it's not as big as maybe we think it's going to be, it's still going to be just as effective. Particularly because, um, uh, you know, at least for real estate, it's local, you know, you can target yes. big influencers of your nationwide, but local someone with 5,000 followers that, that all of their following is local. Like, Oh my gosh, exactly. Like, so impactful, you know, cause you're talking percentages, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. even let's just even take this step further. You know, there's people that there are people that I know I see on social media and they have maybe like a thousand friends, but every time they post, they're getting at least 60 comments from 60 different people. And so even if you want to go to these lower numbers, but you're finding the people that always incite conversation, yep. those can be powerful allies because it, you know, even if, even if they have a thousand or less, but everybody's always mm-hmm. excited to talk with them, they're a great choice as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that reminds me, um, Gary V has, he calls it his dollar 80 strategy. 
And is the, the concept there is you go leave your two cents, kind of a lot of the stuff we've been talking about is leave your two cents on people's posts and things like that. And one of the things he did talk about was you do want to take into account the following, but if it's not engaged following or like a 100% like bot gotten following or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. then there's not a lot of value to be gained there. So like you said, look at, look for a, a highly engaged following and holy crap, that can take you to the next stratosphere, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Um, let's see here. So, um, uh, we talked about a lot again, really appreciate your time on everything. It's been awesome. So, um, was there anything that you wanted to share that maybe I didn't ask you? You know what? Um, I always have one rule that if anybody's ever worked with me, I always leave them with. So this would be a good parting rule. Yeah. And it's, if you share anything on social media, you are no longer allowed to not say or write anything with it. I see this happen all the time. You post a picture in like no 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 caption no never 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 (laughs) that is a rule so if if someone's got to this point in the podcast they can never ever they're never allowed to ever post anything without writing something with it again yep and we will find you guys if you do that we will look for you (laughs) (laughs) oh man um no that's that's great advice and uh the the other things i think um, that are just so stinking important is I, I cannot reiterate this enough is like that meaningful conversation piece that you talked about. Um, mm-hmm. We see a lot of just meaningless posts and meaningless captions that aren't very human. They feel very contrived. They feel very, you know, like not organic or how like a real human would say it. So just like exactly. allow social to just be human, you know? Um, yep. All right, cool. So how can people find out more about you and what you do? You know, ch- check me out on social media. Find me on Facebook, Jesse Metzler. Find me on Instagram, All Social Jesse. Find me on Twitter. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm around. I love to connect. I love to talk with people. And obviously, I'm in social media, so that's the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> Dang right. Yeah. If you were like, oh, send me mail, then uh, we would have to revisit this whole Carrier pigeon, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so and then uh final question so what are you working on what's uh what's on jesse's plate for the next uh, couple months oh working on all right so i am you know just part of what i've always wanted to do is i want to start getting back into creating some great blogs i'm working on you know figuring out how to offer more services as far as you know live videos go live trainings go Mm -hmm. Uh, work in the Instagram story, building networks of people that like to support each other. So it's, I'm always about creating more value for myself, for my clients and just people in general. That's awesome. 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 All right, Jesse, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Uh, You're amazing. Appreciate you. Uh, We'll let you go and have a great rest of the day. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jesse.